Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This is our special Easter message with lead pastor Greg Dumas. Why do I need a Savior? We hope you enjoy this Easter message. Can we welcome our campuses at South Shore and Plant City? Can we, Tampa, can you give them a big hand? Now, can we, uh, can we just give it up for our Savior who's not in the grave any longer? Come on, he's risen. Yeah. Yeah, you can, you know what? You can stand, you can do that again. Let's give it up for Jesus. You all don't have to stand. Yeah, come on. That's it. That's it. Yes, Lord. Some of you can't help but to stand, and that's okay. That, that, that's all right. Lord, thank you for this great day. We pray that you would, uh, yeah, I, I, I pray. So I've, I've fasted, I've prayed. I pray that I'd be able to get out of the way. I really, I want to get out of the way. I want you to see Jesus. Father, we thank you that Jesus comes into this place, into our living rooms. So many folks. Can we welcome those who are watching on the stream? Uh, as they say, so I think South Shore is full. I think Plant City is full. I think Tampa is full. It's so good to be together. It's so good to see you. All right, so uh, can we have a little church fun? Can we do that first? All right, all right, here we go. How many of you know that it's tough to get to church? Uh, Some of you are like, yeah, it is. (laughs) We experience it today. (laughs) Right, everybody's got to get ready, the timing, and leave the house, you know what I mean? And that's when things happen to the cat and the dog, right? So uh, here's a couple of things to to lighten our mood today. If it was tough to get here, all right, here, I love this one. Your mom before church and when you arrive at church. (laughs) Leave it up there for just a second because we got to give grace to mom, right? Mom, love you. Just don't you, shh. <laughs> Later. <laughs> so when, when you started eating and someone started praying, this is later, right? How about this one? Lord, give me a sign. <laughs> Lord, please. He says, okay. And I, I love this one. Blessed Jesus, you have returned to us. In what meaningful way could we possibly honor your suffering, death, and resurrection? Eggs. Right? Come on, let's thank him. God's good. What we're looking for is the wonder in our children and that's just typified here. We want to know that there's some good news, right? We need good news, don't we? The gospel is good news. Jesus rising from the grave is good news. Someone good is here. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He loves you. We're going to jump right in. I want to talk today about the foundation of answering a question, okay? And the question is, it really came from my personal life. I I grew up in church. I was an altar boy. Uh, how many of you all altar boys in the house? Any altar? Yeah, I see you. What's up? Uh, across campuses. And, and so, but I didn't really, how many of you can under, understand, identify with the fact that I didn't really understand it all. I did some stuff. Are you with me? Um, and, and so it was late in my college career that I finally recognized that I had a need. I mean, I really 
needed Jesus. Things got a little bit crazy for me. I have an athlete's testimony, and um, I was just really, really close from taking a really hard left turn, but I encountered Jesus, and I thank God that on that night, I gave my life to him, and the very next morning, my life changed forever. I, I can testify to you that he's real. Uh, I'll do my best to explain from the scripture uh, why he's real, what we're struggling with, and then I'll give you an opportunity to, to trust him today as Savior. And so the, the question is, why do I need a Savior? Why? Why in the world do I need a Savior? Because I am pretty good. You guys, right? Do you feel pretty good? Do you feel like a good person? Shake your head, it's okay. Come on, I know your husband or wife, they're right there, I see them. Do you feel like a good person? Come on, shake your head. We're, we're generally, generally good people, but we're comparing ourselves to other people. And th this, is the, this is the sort of the showstopper from the beginning of the message. You have to be perfect to get to heaven. Some of you, okay, so you guys are walking out already? You guys, come on. <laughs> Just, I'm out. You, you have to be perfect. Here's what I mean. No person is good enough to get to heaven on their own merit. We get to heaven because Jesus comes into our lives and his blood is appropriated to us. And when his blood is appropriated to us, we are freed from sin and Satan and death and hell. And the Lord sees his son instead of our sin. And when that happens, we are granted access into eternity to walk with the father. So there's, so there's really, there's no one good enough. There's no one good enough. So what I'm going to talk about briefly is this issue that has, that has to do with sin, okay? So a couple of things here. Adam, five things. I want, to, I want to first set a foundation, and then I want to jump into the solution who is Jesus. Number one, the evidence of sin. All have sinned. Say this with me. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Okay, it's not an accusation, it's a condition. It came from our first daddy, Adam. Adam and Eve sinned, and when they sinned, sin fell on humanity from that time until this. And so we often think about somebody who is in, uh, having a difficult time in their life, like drugs or alcohol or some sort of personal issue, and we classify people as bad and good. But I want you to know that the Bible classes us all together. Someone who is in prison is the same, in the same condition as somebody who has a beautiful house and a beautiful home and even gives charitably. If we're without Jesus, we have all, say it with me, all fallen. Okay. So uh, we've fallen and we can't get up. Some of you, 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 you'll join me here in a minute. We're having church. Here we go. Here we go. This isn't, you know what? Today is a great day. Jesus is risen from the grave. This is the message. Here's what I want you to know. At our campuses at South Shore Plant City, the message, I, I, I want to show you the foundation because if you don't know the foundation, you don't know you need Jesus. So it's hard to want someone that you think you don't need. If you know you need him, you can open yourself to give yourself to him. If, if, if I don't know the biblical foundation, why, well, why would I? Well, we have this condition that we all need help with. Uh, so Adam, the Bible says, uh, uh, death came through one man. 
And so all those years back, that choice to not follow God came to us. It's, it's in us, okay? Secondly, we can't follow the Ten Commandments. We have a very difficult time, and I, I made it in picture book form just so that, you know, the, the heaviness of the Ten Commandments, right? The tablets written on stone, right? You shall have no other gods before me. We're, we're pretty good at having other gods, and I won't sermonize on this. I'll go to the next one. You shall make no idols. We're pretty good at making idols, aren't we, church? So we didn't make it through the top two. <laughs> right? You guys with me? Uh, uh, and then we, we got, you know, do not take the name of the Lord in vain. Keep the Sabbath. We're, in America, the thing that we do the most is we don't keep the Sabbath because we're trying to earn enough, to make enough, to get enough, to be enough. Are you with me? Okay. So we break the Ten Commandments, and when we do, we hear Charlton Heston's voice. <laughs> Why is thou breaking, right? Well, we, we can't make it. Adam sent death into the world. We can't make it past the Ten Commandments. We can't make it past the Great Commandment. The Great Commandment says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then finish it with me, to love your neighbor as your Okay, now watch this. There's lovelessness that is the love of most. The Bible says the love of most will grow cold in the end of days. The love, the, because love is what makes a difference on planet earth, isn't it? Love, actually understanding love. So when I miss, there's a lot of fatherlessness and so on. When I miss the father's love, then it's hard for me to love myself. And if I don't love myself, I really have a hard time loving people. But if I receive the Father's love through Jesus' sacrifice, then I have this love that falls on me and I'm able to forgive myself, which is a tough thing because we're all broken. We all have faults and failures and all those things. But when we're able to say, I'm not trying to love myself in a weird way. I'm not trying to exalt myself, but I want to see the picture that you show me, God. And, and I know you love me. When that happens, then we're able to, because of the love that's given to us, love other people. But we're not doing a great job, are we? Okay? Everybody okay? Take a deep breath. It's okay. Again, it's not an accusation. I know we're in church. I, you know, it's okay. It's not an accusation. It's a condition. It's, it's literally a condition. And the Lord says, I'll, I'll take care of it. So a couple of pictures to just exemplify this. We, we're having a tough time with the great commandment. Um, first one, right? Lady yelling. I, I just, I know this is serious, but this guy, he kind of makes me laugh a little bit. See him? He's like, I want to find a corner on the roof somewhere, please. Right? You can laugh. We're in church. You can laugh. It's okay. You guys are like... <clears throat> The posture that we have looks a little bit like this, though. There's a young man with his fist. The love of most will grow cold. And although we've been trained to tuck this stuff in and we don't take it to the business meeting and all that kind of stuff, this is the posture that we often have on the inside. And then it gets a little bit worse, and I'm accessing the inside. It gets a little worse. This next one, this, and that's all I want you to put that down. You can take that one down because it gets pretty brutal, doesn't it? And so when we, when we say the evidence of sin, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Another evidence is the condition of the earth, the actual condition of the earth. War, famine, flood, disaster, disease, sickness, 
Thank God we got through 2020 in the name of Jesus. Thank God. If you do a quick study, you'll find out that war, famine, flood, and disease are more, they're more populous now on planet Earth than any other time in world history. More things are collaborating in calamity than any other time in all of the world's history, whether you believe in young earth or old earth. Just the collaboration, there's so many. If you live in California, you deal with fires. If you live here, hurricanes. It just depends on where you are. But there's famine, death, war. And the Bible says in Romans chapter eight that the earth that we walk on as you leave today and you go have your wonderful family time as you're leaving, as you're walking on the ground, the earth, Romans eight says, the earth groans for its redemption to be set free. Because remember in the garden, the earth didn't have the curse of sin on it. Man didn't have the curse of sin on it. So today when we watch the Discovery Channel, the lion tears the lamb. But in Isaiah 53, when the millennium comes, when Jesus returns, he's risen and he is coming back, church. He, he is coming back. In the millennium, all of that is wiped away. The earth is set free of sin and death. The beta rays, the gamma rays, cancer. Wow, it'll be a good day when cancer is dead. What a good day. We will be set free as well, and the lion will lay with the lamb. We, we, uh, we want that in our day. It, it's, so, I mean, we won't have as much fun watching the Discovery Channel, <laughs> but wouldn't it be great if we would stop tearing each other? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be good, church? And then the last one, uh, children, children, I, I, and, and really I make this point, we don't have to teach this, do we? Anybody that has children? You guys, you guys with me? So what happens is, you can take that down, what, what happens is we behave a little better, but we still feel like that at 45 at work. Just, we just behave a little better, are you with me? There's the evidence, the evidence. So I'm gonna ask a question to summarize this little section. What in the world is wrong on planet Earth? And what in the world is wrong inside of us? The answer is sin. That's the answer. And it goes all the way back to the garden in the creation of the first men, Adam. And it comes all the way to today. The answer comes from within here. It's not just nature, it's not just nurture. It's not what we missed or what we're trying to do or be, it's inside. But there is a solution to sin. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. How many of you wish you could just, I, I, when, when I say sin, I mean all of our bad thoughts, our brokenness, our tendencies, our, our wants and wishes and desires that are not of God, all of those things, our desire to walk without God, to say maybe there isn't a God, to, to be angry, ugly, broken, backwards in the things that we do. How many of you do stuff you wish you didn't do? <sighs> Paul says in Romans 7, the very thing I don't wanna do, <sighs> I do. <laughs> the very things I wanna do, <sighs> I don't do. So he identifies with every one of us. But 
Grace be to God that sends Jesus Christ to redeem us. Because we can't wash sin off in the shower. I wish we could. I mean, I'd be in the shower a lot, but <laughs> sin doesn't come off with water. Sin comes off with blood. Blood, the blood of the lamb that washes human beings clean. Now we are in this earth suit and we still struggle even after Jesus saves us, but we have been redeemed. And so we don't need to take a shower every day. We just need to wash our hands and feet. That's a much better way to live. That's a much better way to live. Thank God that we get to redeem these earth suits. I, I am, I am, the glory of God is coming one day and I, I will leave this belly roll here. <laughs> Lord, deliver me from this body. We're all going to be, we're going to be driving. The Bible says in first Thessalonians that we're going to be caught up with the Lord. Those past dead, those dead today, those dead. Actually, the Bible says that believers just sleep. We're going to be in our car and you're going to be at a light. Somebody's going to be singing. They're going to go right out of their sunroof. Jesus, right up. So the solution is Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. He's our savior. It means that he saves us from something. Sin. He saves us from some condition that we cannot heal on our own. We need a surgeon to take care of our heart. There's just a condition that we cannot fix ourselves. We need him. We need what he did on the cross to come to us so that we are relieved of the thing that came to us originally from Adam. So Jesus was raised from the dead. That's why we're here today. If you are somebody who's analytical and you say, I want all the proof, I, I, I'm not going to spend a long time today because we don't have a long time to try to, matter of fact, I'm not going to try to prove anything to you. I believe Jesus is here. And when, when he's in the room here, South Shore Plant City, when he's in the room and he's in your living room, we don't need to prove that he's here. We just need to recognize that he is. If you're somebody who you're going you're gonna to leave church and you want the details, I want, I want some answers. I want to plow for a little while emotionally, mentally. I want an intellectual understanding of all the things that I don't understand. Go to this place, Answers in Genesis. You could read for the next year to 10 if you'd like to. It talks about the resurrection and the proofs of the resurrection and things that are said on the outside, the secular view of resurrection and how it wasn't and, you know, couldn't happen and all those things. And Jesus was buried in a shallow grave and dogs came and ate his bones. Look, Jesus got out of the grave. Otherwise they would have presented his body in Jerusalem where he died and Christianity would stopped. All they had to do is produce the body of Jesus. The, the empty tomb is evidence that Christ was raised from the dead. He was an actual person. He actually lived. He actually died. And he actually raised from the dead. Well, 1 Corinthians 15 says this, For what I received and I passed on to you as first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scripture. And then he appeared to Peter and to the 12. Then it goes on. He appeared to 500 disciples. Then it goes on and says, and he appeared to me, Paul. So Christ made his appearance the third day. As Jonah was in the belly of the whale, Jesus was in the, it says, the belly of the earth. 
And then he was resurrected. And he didn't just say he was going to be resurrected. He proved to people that he was resurrected because he came in person. You know, in the first century, we saw Jesus. And in the 21st century, we're seeing Jesus. People of Muslim faith around the world, I don't know if you know this, and it's a, it's a great announcement. People by the hundreds of thousands in the Muslim faith are coming to Christ. The reason why is because he is he's showing himself in dreams and in visions. And in some of the visions, he is manifesting himself as he did in the first century. So those who follow Allah are seeing Jesus and giving their life to him because he is resurrected. There is a Muslim turning to Christ, a global phenomenon, if you want to check that out. Amazing. He's not in a grave somewhere. He is where we are. Secondly, he defeated the enemy. This is proof that he's the savior. Well, he's resurrected. And if you study any other religious leader, you, you'll find that they pale in comparison to Jesus, who is Lord. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There's, he's unique. He's the only one. Secondly, he defeated the enemy. Luke 10, 18, he replied, I saw Satan fall from the heavens like a lightning bolt. You know, there's a crazy pair of shoes out right now. And uh, some of you don't know, you're like, are this shoes? Who has shoes? <laughs> crazy pair of shoes that are out. And every Easter, the secular community, and I believe it's because of satanic influence, tries to come up with something to bump Easter. <laughs> How many of you know? You can't bump Jesus. You get Jesus is prime. You just can't bump him. So these crazy pair of shoes, they're supposed to be Satan shoes. We're not going to put them up or anything. But what I find amusing is that the scripture on the shoe, there's a scripture on the shoe. I don't want, I want to put them up is Luke 10, 18, which is behold, I saw Satan fall from heaven like a lightning bolt. <laughs> So even when Satan tries to grandstand, he has to admit that he's defeated. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a the, the, the verse doesn't belong on the shoe. <laughs> I, he tricks himself. <laughs> he conquered sin and death. Second Corinthians 5, 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So what that means is our sin is, <clears throat> think, about, think about somebody else's sin, it'll help you think of yours. Because as human beings, we're all like, they're terrible. <laughs> well, I'm pretty good. Sin, think of, some, think of the worst person you could think of and think of their sin. And then God says, my sin and their sin are identical. When Jesus hung on the cross, what God did is he took the sin of past man, all of them, present man, all of us, and future man, all of us, and he gathered it together and he stuck it on the flesh of his son. That's why Jesus was praying in the garden so intently that he, he burst his capillaries and sweat particles of blood because the sinless one became sin. Think of the grace of God. He became sin for us so that we might be righteous in him. 
The gospel message isn't to shame, condemn, and destroy. The shame, condemnation, and destruction fell on Jesus, so we get to miss it. Wow. How the gospel message has been distorted through the years. Wow. Sorry, I'm going to get over my emotion right now. He's so good. He's so good. To, uh, he's so good. How we've turned Jesus into anything but compassionate and gracious, I, mean, I don't understand. Who would do that? <clears throat> who would do that? What kind of God? Find a God who would sacrifice himself for your life. That's the Christ that we serve. 1 Corinthians 15, 21. For since death came through one man, say Adam. You can say Adam. You guys are like, Sorry, I'm emotional up here. Since death came through the first Adam, life comes through the second. Say Adam. The second Adam in scripture is Jesus. So because death came through one man, life comes through one man. And the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. For in Adam all die, in Christ all are made alive. All are made alive. That's why the Bible says, O death, where's your sting? And O grave, where is your victory? We're going to, here's the good news. I want you to know this today. The moment that you die, I know that's a morbid thing. The moment that you die in Christ, when Christ is your savior, the moment that you die is the very moment that you open your eyes in eternity. Amen. That's why the Bible says believers sleep. Believers sleep. We, we, that's why when you go to a Christian funeral, there's like dancing and celebration. There's a recognition of loss. We have to do that because that's the normal grief cycle. But the recognition is there is another place beyond this place. And the second I leave here is the moment I'm there. Amen. So what is required? There's, we, we've all have this brokenness called sin. Everybody say sin. sin. And, but we have the solution. His, his name is Jesus. We have a savior. And so what do we need to do? What is, what is the operation from a human standpoint to understand the biblical concepts and then to appropriate it to ourselves? Two things, faith and action. Faith and action. So when you talk about faith, you'd say, well, I don't know if I'm comfortable having faith. I would say this to you. Faith is the only currency that heaven knows. There is no other currency in heaven other than faith. In other words, I don't understand it all, but I'm going I'm to take a step to try to understand Jesus. Why? Because he's saying, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's talking about your heart. And if any man would come to the door, here's our action, and open the door. This means your heart. And let me in. Then I will come in and sup, the Bible says, I'll come in. I'll set the table. We'll start having dinner together. I'm going to come into your life and I'll prove to you that I'm real. I'll prove to you that I'm powerful. I'll prove to you that I am who I say I am and I can do what I said I would do. I'll, I'll prove to you. You don't do the work. All you do is open the door. That, that, that is our faith and action. Here's what the Bible says about faith. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. And so, how many of you have heard of the Big Bang? I hope everybody. Okay, unless you missed school somewhere, you, right? Big Bang. And so, science and the Bible are not at odds with each other. They're, they're not. It's just that God's principles are higher than science. They're super, 
natural. So if, so the Big Bang theory is that there was dust in space, some kind of dust, and the dust pulled in, it imploded, and then it exploded. Now, if you believe that, and that's how human beings were populated on the planet, that we turned from an amoeba into like a monkey, and then the monkey was carrying a suitcase. <laughs> you remember? You remember the picture? Okay, if you believe that, you have a lot of faith. You, you have faith. If you believe that the COVID virus is real, right? You, boy, we could talk. Everybody stay calm. We, if you believe, then you, you believe, you have faith. Because faith means I'm listening to what's out there and I'm trying to discern what is right. And people say, do you believe in the Big Bang? I said, yes, the Bible has a record. And the record says that God hovered over the deep. There was nothing. The void is nothing. There was nothing. There were no atoms. There were no leptons, no neutrons. There, were, there was no atomic form. And God spoke. And when he spoke, the Bible calls it ex nihilo. When he spoke... There is the bang. Do you believe in the big bang? Yes, God spoke and bang, it happened. <clears throat> so we choose to believe rather that God created man. God spoke. If he speaks and creates the universe, then he speaks and creates man. That's why we're designed to be sons and daughters. I didn't, I'm, I'm not a monkey's uncle. I'm a son of a father. And because of that, I can have faith to understand, to, to connect my natural to his supernatural, to connect my spirit. You all agree that we all have a spirit? Yes. Of course. Of course, it would, be, it would be ludicrous to think that we don't to my spirit, to accept his spirit, and for him then to manifest in the natural what he's done in the supernatural. That, that is what we do. That's why we exercise faith. Faith, say faith. faith. And action, say action. action. Both are required to receive Jesus. Both are required. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what was seen was not made of what was visible. Verse 6, 11, 6. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, believe that he exists. And when I trusted Christ, I said, if you exist, because I didn't know. And it's okay to not know. It's okay to say to God, God, if you're really there, come now. And I don't, please don't come next week, come now. God, I need you now. I need you in my marriage now. I need you in my life now. I need you to update my mind now. I need you to fill me now. I need you to change me now. We believe that he exists and he's a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. And then the Bible says in James that faith without an action is dead. Why? Because this earthly realm is all we have to activate the supernatural. Think about it. We live, we're an earthly creature, right? So I have to do an earthly thing with my earthly mouth or my earthly feet or my earthly hands to call on a supernatural principle whose name is Yahweh. I have to do something here to access there. That's what the Bible says. 
I believe by faith, Romans 10, 9 and 10, that Jesus was raised from the dead. I believe it. And with my mouth, I confess Jesus is Lord. What I'm saying is I'm saying if I had my Bible, somebody on the front row have a Bible, somebody holy, you are the holiest man in the house. Even, it's even worn out, Jonathan. I love you. When I say Jesus is Lord, what I'm saying is, I believe that he was raised from the dead. Okay, that's good. Now, be the Lord of my lifestyle. It got awful quiet in this Methodist church. It just got super quiet. Come on, everybody. Campuses. I'm, I want you to be Lord when I'm alone. I want you to be Lord in the grocery store. I want you to be Lord in the school that I attend. I want you to be Lord when I'm with my girlfriend. Help me, somebody. Help me, Jesus. Don't leave me up here by myself. I want, listen, I want you, I accept you, and I want you to be the king of my life, the leader of where I go, the master of someone who wants to follow you. Now, I know that's not English language, but that's what it means to trust Jesus. My whole heart I want to give to you, because God bless you, my son. <laughs> Thank you. Aren't we glad for people who bring their Bibles? Woo! And so, uh, if you didn't bring your Bible, you can pull the app up. It's okay. As long as you have the Word of God. So there's a, a friend of ours, and we're, the, the wheels are coming down on the plane, okay? There's a friend of ours on staff, and she was terrified to scuba dive. Uh, and, and because some people, if you just put a... How many of you just get a little freaked out when you put a mask over your face? Come on, folks, I'm just kidding. Right? No, it's her actual condition. So mask and mask like a snorkel. How many of you have scuba dive before? Good, bunch of folks. It's a crazy thing when you go down, you descend, and you get into a different universe, it feels like, and you recognize there's no air down here except for what I have on my back. And there is, there's, there's certain things you have to do, and there's a timing, there's charts you've got to read, and, and so you really, it's, it can be very, very frightening. How many of you know that God accesses the natural, say natural, to import to us the supernatural. So all the time he's speaking to us. It takes faith and action to receive Jesus, and then it takes faith and action to continue to believe and receive Jesus after you've trusted him. Check it out. I prayed the prayer of salvation when I was 11 years old and I fully surrendered my life to Jesus at the age of 25. I have read all of the scriptures and I truly do love the Lord. And even though I believed that what Jesus did through his death and resurrection defeated the enemy, I still struggled with fear, anxiety, and doubt. It was not until I intentionally took the leap of faith and faced some of my fears that I realized I could walk in victory. Specifically, when it came to scuba diving, there was a lot of fear and doubt and anxiety, and it was truly overwhelming. 
But once I trusted God and I intentionally pushed through the fear and began to listen to what He had to say to me and apply the words that I was learning, that fear was replaced with love, anxiety was replaced with courage, and doubt with trust. Come on, isn't that a great smile? You're wonderful. So here's what I'd like to do, okay? Here's, here's across our campuses. Uh, if you would like to, we're going to activate now. Is that okay, church? Is that okay? Like I have to, so you have to say okay better than that. You have to say like, okay. okay. All right, good, good, good. So, so I know I've, I've, uh, I've been talking like this I, because I, I want to try to talk like this. Here's what happens to us. Sometimes we get to Easter and we get, oh, hi, hi, yeah. <laughs> Right? We get all hyped up, and then you can't hear. You can't hear what's being presented. And so the Lord really instructed me this week, and, he, and, and, and especially today. He's like, hey, I want you to, yeah, right like Hitch, I want you to stay right here. <laughs> right here. <laughs> right here. Right? Some of you, some of you've got it. So we're going to activate now, okay? And, and so I want you to take a step of faith. In order to appropriate Christ, we need faith. Everybody say faith and we need an action. Say action. Okay, so I'm going to name a couple of things, and then if you feel like that is you, okay, I want you to just stand to your feet, all right? And we're going to stay standing for just a little bit. All right, so have, have some grace. Somebody, is, Jesus is asking us here at the Tampa campus if we're okay. Was that a police, police scanner? Everybody's good? All right, in Jesus' name. All right, so if, uh, if this is you, I want to live in love I want love to permeate my life greater than fear. Would you stand? Would you just stand right where you are? Across campuses. You, you can feel free to stand, okay? We're going to stand for just a moment. Secondly, I want to be more courageous. I want to be more courageous and have less anxiety. I want to deal with my anxiety. Would you stand? Amen. We're going to pray for these, okay? I, here's my prayer is that you leave different than you can. That's my prayer today. Is that Okay. All right, I want to deal with some of my doubt. I really want to start living in faith. If that's you, would you stand? I, I really want to deal with doubt. I want to start living the faith that Jesus has provided for me. Next one. I want to live from my whole heart, the fullness of Jesus in my heart. I fully want Jesus to consume my heart. If that's you, you can stand. Last one. To, I want to experience the power of the resurrection. So some of you have been in church before, you know Jesus, and this one might mean that you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. It means that you might uh, get your prayer language. There's more in Jesus, and so you're standing for that. Now, across campuses, uh, I'll finish like this with another little video clip, and uh, I had a dream as I was preparing for the services, and I, I dreamed about the buccaneers, which is anointed of God. Okay? And here's what the Lord said. He said, I want you to show my people what the victory formation looks like. I, I, so at the end of the game, the Bucks, of course, the score was 31 to 9, if you remember. Woo, woo. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. All right. And what happens at the end of the game, the defense wins the game, actually. We're thankful that Tom is here, right? Praise God. Thank you, 
Tampa Bay. All right, we're, we're right now we're Champa Bay. All right, we're we're excited. We're glad uh, Thomas here, but the defense won the game. And here's what I want you to know: in the victory formation, they have to recognize that the score is 31, 31 to nine. And I want you to recognize as you're standing, the score is one million. Jesus, Satan, zero. Amen. I want you to recognize. That the score is one million, Jesus, zero, sin. Sin, zero. He defeated death, sin, hell, and the grave. I want you to understand. And if you understand, the devil does not want this to get loose in our, in our city. He does not want people to be free in Jesus. You, the, the last thing he wants is Christians who know who they are. That is the, that is the worst thing for Satan. Matter of fact, we just speak global revival from the city of Tampa. From South Shore, from Plant City. So in the victory formation, what happens is the backs come up and there is a thing that takes place. We have to receive. The quarterback, Tom Brady, receives the ball. It's the, it's the thing, right? He receives and then he kneels. Game over. That's what I want you to know has taken place in the spirit that when you receive Jesus, when you receive him, faith and action, and in just a minute, when we're done, we're going to show the video. And those of you who are trusting Christ, you're recommitting your life to Christ. You've done it before, but hey, today is the day. Or for the very first time, you're saying, Jesus is my Lord. I really, I want him to be the leader of my life. Come on, can I get an amen? amen. Okay, as soon as that's done, as soon as the video is done, I want you to put your faith in action, and I want you to find somebody, if that's you, trusting Christ, recommitting your life to Christ right away. As soon as the video is over, come forward at all of our campuses. You'll find somebody at the front, prayer partners, you can come now. And you're going to say what the Bible says. There's one step to complete it. There's one step. Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So what you're going to do is you're going to walk forward and say to one person, find somebody at our campuses and say to them, I believe and I receive. Easy enough? Come on. I believe Jesus and I receive Jesus. Come on. Easy enough. Okay. Now listen, here, here's, here is, here is the, just a little clip and we can, you know, woo, we can thank God. And then I want you to go right past, you know, Super Bowl Tom. And I want you to think of Super Bowl Jesus. I want you to think of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I want you to just thank him. And if you're giving your life to Christ, you just begin to come right away. Okay. Everybody with me. Okay, here we go. Check out, check out the uh, victory formation. One more snap, would you have guessed? Woo! When this impossible season was trying to launch, that you'd get it all in, you'd get to Tampa, and when the Super Bowl ended, the ball would be in the hands of Tom Brady. Jesus Christ, for he is risen. Come on, let's give it up. Come on, if you're trusting the Lord, you can begin to come right away. Just begin to move. Faith and action, let's begin right now at all of our campuses, okay? So listen, so listen, if you're rededicating your life to Jesus, just ask if everyone would stand at all of our campuses, just ask, hey, excuse me, excuse me, if you'll just make your way to a person right here, okay? And you're saying, I believe, say it with me, I believe, and I receive. But we can't do it corporately. You have to do it individually because I can't make the decision for you. Your grandma can't get you saved. 
But you saying to the Lord, Lord, I receive and I believe, take the faith, take the step to begin right now, wherever you are, find a person up here to just begin to say to Jesus, Jesus, I believe you and I receive you. We trust that you're coming. The next one for you to come. If you're saying, I want to not live in anxiety, I wanna live in courage, you begin to come. You begin to come now. The next one, if you'd say, I, this is a big one, church. This is really, really big. I am not gonna live in fear anymore. I'm not. I'm gonna live in love. And I'm, I'm asking Jesus to baptize me with the love that he came from the Father with. And when he does, you get to love yourself and then you get to love other people. So if that's you, in the balcony, in the bleacher, I'm asking you to take a step of faith and walk, begin to come. Come on, this is a celebration moment in Jesus' name. I'll make you a promise. I'll make you a promise. You'll never regret the day that you trust Christ. Never. You'll never regret the day. You'll never regret the day. So we're gonna sing for just a moment and, and, and I'm gonna let, we'll let the Spirit of God do what he's doing. And I pray from the balcony to the bleachers, to every place that you might be standing, that as the Lord speaks to you, that you would respond. That your feet, your hands, your mouth would respond. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget you can download the Crossing Church app on iPhone and Android. Just search for Crossing Church Tampa. There you can watch live every weekend, catch our services on demand, and find our upcoming events. Thanks for joining us. We can't wait to see you next weekend.